Good afternoon. I'm Lee Cuban, Master Certified Life Coach and Mindset Coach. I'm Sandra Priestley. I'm a business and branding coach. I'm a feng shui practitioner, and I'm super happy to be here on Thursday. Happy Thursday. <laughs> yes. I today am drinking, I know, Empress Gin. I Ooh. love fall. So Empress Gin and oh. a little bit of soda. It's just so pretty and so it's special. So isn't it? I need to text Paul and tell him to pick me some up. I have not had any of that since we went to my brother's house. Gosh, was it his son's wedding? That was last June. It couldn't have been last June. There was something going on and we picked up a bottle and, and then, you know, I know, my girls come just, over. There's and, something so magical about the purple coming from a flower. Yes. It's just next level. I just, <sighs> you know. Huh? Oh, okay. Yeah. What are you drinking today? I'm mm -hmm. just drinking water. Um, it's been one of those days. I probably need yeah. something stronger. I haven't <laughs> so it feels a little powerful. Yeah. But it oh, is buble. It's buble. Oh, it's blueberry. Oh, it's fancy water. Okay. Oh, oh blueberry. Or I feel like we don't have that in Canada. Maybe it's black. I don't know. We do have black. Yes, probably. It's fancy. <laughs> so, how was your week? Tell me all the things. All the things. Oh, my yeah. gosh. So, I was in a spot and I don't know if it was a month ago. I don't remember the date. I need to go back in my journal and look. But there was a point where I felt like everything was sort of um, overwhelming. That might not be the right word, but that's the word I'm going to use right now. I might change it. Um, there was a lot going on. I had feelings about things at work. I had feelings about things at home, um, worried about my kids, worried about my grandbaby. Um, there was just a lot of things I was focused on that were not really what I was wanting to create. Right. And I stewed on it, told stories about these things, and I would sort of jump from thing to thing. Mm -hmm. And then one day it was like, what are you doing? You are focused on what you don't want. And you're seeing evidence of it everywhere. What would right. happen if you just surrendered and started looking for what's working and what you enjoy and what you love and let that stuff take care of itself? Yeah. And it seemed pretty easy in that moment, right? But it was a decision. Mm-hmm. Do I want to focus on this shit I have no control over that makes me crazy? Or do I want to focus on the kind of life I want to have? Exactly. And it was just in a split second. I remember waking up going, okay, it's time to meditate. Turn on Abraham. That's your job. Start your day. You only have to spend 15 minutes. That's all you have mm -hmm. to do. Then you can go on business as usual. Well, what it turned into in the beginning was 15 minutes of Abraham in the morning as I was waking up. I mean, I was sitting up, um, but there was nothing in my hand. There was no, the attention was specifically on what I was watching from Abraham. 
And, and I would be drinking my coffee. So I guess there was that in my hand, but, but no right. electronics, no email, no. Yeah. Check in the text oh. from the yeah. night before. And, and I was like, Ooh, this feels so good. And then I would get up and I would get ready. And then on my drive to work, it's about 15 minutes. It's five miles, but it takes me about 15 minutes to get there, maybe 12. So I started turning on a segment of Abraham for my mm-hmm. morning commute. So I would get to the office feeling frisky. And what am I going to create today? And mm-hmm. who's going to show up and who's going to call and what's going to happen and what idea is going to spark. Mm-hmm. And so I started just feeling better. And then the thoughts would creep in of, well, aren't you worried about this? And what if this happens? And oh my gosh, this could be a disaster. And it was like, yeah, it's not my job. The universe will take care of that. Love it. And it was almost unconscious. It, it was a little dibble deliberate, but there was a piece of it that was just the next logical step. Right. And And it was something that has really been troubling me. Um, mm-hmm. that I've let go and said, you know what? Not my business. Um, I'm going to land where I need to land and I'm going to feel good where I'm at. And if, if that's not where I'm supposed to be, the path will open to where I am. Right. And it sort of came to a conclusion today of me realizing it's not my job to take care of anything or worry about anything or be angry about anything. My job is to feel good. And I start looking at, as this segment is wrapping up, all of the other things that I had been troubled with that have wrapped themselves up. And I was in the spot of feeling better when it happened. And so what it's telling me is that no matter what is coming, if I can stay in this spot of knowing everything's good, everything's fine. Um, that's the way it unfolds. It's like last week, Paul ended up in the hospital. I don't think we've talked about this. No. Um, he had some bleeding, like rectal bleeding. And, and that's scary. You know, he has a history of colon cancer. And I had, it was interesting. I was driving to San Antonio to pick up my granddaughter. And he's calling me telling me what's going on and they're keeping him overnight. And I had a moment where I was like, I just wish I was home. I just want to cry and crawl into bed and sleep. And then it was Mm -hmm. like, but why? You don't know what's going on with him. Why are you making up a story that feels like shit and puts this terror in your body? When you don't know, why don't you, what do you want to happen? What do you want this to be? It's something. Why can't it be something minor? Why does it, why do you have to go there? Mm -hmm. And it was about that time. One of my coach friends called me and we're having a conversation and telling her what's going on. And she's like, how are you doing? And I'm like, you know, I had a moment where I, I went to fear But then I slowly was like, yeah, you don't know what's going on. Stop making up stories. And so I'm now more curious. And the next morning, 
he went in for his procedure and I was there and I stayed with him in, until the doctors came and told us what was going on. And he has a hiatal hernia that, mm -hmm. that rubbed his stomach. She called it, she said, it's like friction. And it just rubbed and rubbed and rubbed until it created like a tear Ow. in his stomach, which was causing bleeding. Well, she fixed right. it when she was in there. He's going to follow up with a few different doctors and they're checked. They did biopsies and, but there was no reason for her to be concerned. Mm -hmm. And when she told us what it was, I laughed because it was like, of course, of course. Something and minor. It's only minor. Mm -hmm. But when we can live like that every day and show up like that, like, it's not my job to worry. I don't need to worry about me, about them. Everything is working out just as it should be. Even when things appear to not be, you know, mm -hmm. because I do have one um, that is going down a path right now that I hate it for him. Yeah. But maybe it's what he needs to get him to where he needs to be. Who am I to judge? Mm -hmm. um, I'm not right there with him. I'm not going to be stand right there with him, but I'm rooting for him. And when we can come at life like that, and sometimes it feels like it's all piled on at once. Yeah. But we can handle it. And, and I also think sometimes it all piles on at once, but, and it feels overwhelming, but what's truly overwhelming is the stories that we're telling ourselves oh, in our mind. hundred percent. So yeah. it's not necessarily the actual thing. Yeah. It's the stories that we tell. The shit and we make up. It's the shit we make up. And it's also our, it's our need for controlling the outcome mm. that's so overwhelming because when you've got, let's say five situations that have nothing to do, you know, they're outside of you. Yeah. There are other people, other, other things that you are not in control of and you fear, you start to see the timeline and you decide, shit, I have to control this situation. I have to, you know, get them onto a different path. Yeah. I yeah. have to change the trajectory of where I think this is going to go. Yeah. Cause I know everything. Cause I know everything I'm on. And I, I feel like that's the real key for it. It's like this, you get overwhelmed because you feel like you have to do. Yeah. And Effort. in order to fit everything else, efforting, yeah. right. And I feel like when we can get into this place of surrender of like, ah, the universe has got them. You know, my husband always says, just give it to the angels. They're bored yeah. up there. They're bored. And and that's what he does. Like, and I kind of, sometimes when I'm worried about something and I'm looking at him, like, he's like, just get to the angels. And I'm thinking, what? Lazy. That's the lazy response, but it's the response. Do you know what's lazy? Is trying to control everything and going back to that old system that we have of, oh, I got to do this and I got to do this. And I, that's lazy. Yeah, it's not hard. It's not easy to let go. It's true. You know, and, and I've said this before, but it's like surrender is the easiest thing and the hardest thing to achieve. Yes. It's like, 
you know, I, I, I often think when I'm sitting in fear and I need to surrender, I need to surrender the timeline. I need to surrender control. I need to surrender everything and just like, see what happens, you know, what else is possible. Yeah. Um, when I'm, I'm not in that state, but I want to get there. It seems like it is unbelievably hard because I don't want to get there. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, exactly. And then all of a sudden, when I think to myself, okay, I, and I step more into faith, it becomes a split second decision to surrender and to have faith and to believe that there's a higher power out there, whatever we believe that there's a higher power taking, like taking care of us. Yeah. Not taking control, taking care. Yeah. And everything is happening because it's in divine right order. Mm-hmm. It just becomes this like this place of peace, like Eckhart Tolle says, yeah. right? It's power of now. It's the peace of now. Like it's just you can just relax and go. What's next? What else yeah. is possible? Yeah, and I love that perspective because I can see it. Like in every religious tradition, no matter what you believe. Yeah. It's the same thing. We just call it different things. Yes. That feeling and that knowing. And, and I love that because I can connect with people that are of different faiths. Mm-hmm. Because I know it's all stemming from the same place. Exactly. But, but, but what happens is we say... Well, this is the only way we get in the vortex. It's the only thing I've got to be in the vortex. When other faiths will call it something different. Yes. But we're all talking about the same damn thing, but we want to fight over it. Yeah. Oh, but you know, it's beautiful because there's so many ways to Mm -hmm. get there. And I think the, the key for me anyway, the key for me is to the one thing that I can control is not telling the story in my mind. Yeah. Yeah. And also not vocalizing it. Right. What, what we tend to do is just like roll in it. Right. And we're telling everyone the story and we're like, ah, oh, and we just feed it. We it just become yeah. like huge things. Um, one of my clients is really struggling with this because she's saying all the time, I'm so overwhelmed. I'm so overwhelmed. Like there's so much going on. There's so, and, and I just said to her just a few weeks ago, but what is going on that has anything to do with you in this moment? And it was nothing, nothing. It was nothing. It was her sister and her other sister and her sister's mother-in-law. And it was her son, which I do think, um, you know, your when you, when your kids are going through something, it is the toughest test to be able to most learning that you will do. Absolutely. But you know, she pay attention. Yes, I agree. But she had so much, she was like, you know, so this happened and this happened and this happened and this happened and it was like so overwhelming. Oh my gosh. And, and it was this real moment. I said in this moment right now in your body, what is going on? 
like, what do you need to do? What is, what is, you know, happening for you that is within your control? And she said, well, nothing. And that's the crazy part. It's like, she was so overwhelmed and feeling like a ping pong ball in the wind, but none of it was hers. Yeah. And none of it was within her control. And none of it was even hers to action. Correct. At all. Mm -hmm. But even when it is ours to action, Mm -hmm. we've got a lot of shit to do and we've got this much time to do it. And I know for me, I can think about, I've got to do this and I've got to do this. And I'm fuck, like, how am I getting all this done? And when I get to that point, it's like, write it down. What do you need to do? Just put it on a paper. And as I go through my list, things that I thought were going to take me four hours to do, take me 10 minutes. And I just start with one thing and I do it. And then I'm like, well, that didn't take long. And wow, I made that such a big deal. Anticipating how hard it was going to be. And it just, poof, it's done. Mm-hmm. And then I go to the, and it, it builds some momentum. Um, but then I laugh at myself because I realize how I got myself all bungeed up yeah. over something that wasn't real. Like just yes. do the shit. If you don't get through the list, move it to the next day. Is someone going to die? Probably not. Yeah. And it's so big in our head. Oh, it's yes. always so big in our head. And then when we put it down on paper, it's like, oh, wait, I only have three things to do. <laughs> you know, it's, it's yeah. so much easier. It's so much, it's, yeah. it's, it's doable when it's not rolling around in our head. Yes. We've got a, a new manager in the office and she has a sign in her office that says everything is figure Figure out. Yeah. (laughs) And it's so true. Because it all is. We just make big hairy deals out of things because that's what our go-to is. Oh, let's freak out. Yeah. Why freak out? It's all figure outable. And you know what was interesting too is that I think um, we get so overwhelmed, so in the moment, so focused on fixing Mm -hmm. and we don't take a step back in order to figure it out. We don't take a step back to see the whole situation or see all the possibilities. And instead, so micro-focused, just so focused on the one problem that we can't see. We miss all of it, the the picture, big picture. Exactly. Mm -hmm. I know you were saying something earlier and I had to write it down, but you were talking about um, like telling all the stories, like, you know, the stories that you tell. And when you're getting into this space of, of fear or frustration, anything negative, we look for evidence of what we're seeing where we look for evidence to justify the thought that we have in our brain. Yeah. And I think, and I think before the call, you were talking about this, maybe it was on this call, but it's amazing how, when we have a negative thought and we're looking for evidence to justify, because we want to make sure that we're right. So we're looking for evidence all the time. Our brain is going to look for evidence to suggest that we're right. And we're going to see it every fucking time. Every time. 
every time. What's interesting? And we're find some other stuff too. Oh yes. Oh, oh yes. Yeah. Oh yes. Evidence everywhere. Yeah. What's interesting to me is how quickly, or how quickly you can flip and look for evidence because you've changed your narrative, mm-hmm. changed your story to be positive. Yeah. And I was talking to a friend of mine. And it was, um, she is in a situation where she's highly fearful. And she said, I feel like I'm on a roller coaster because today I feel really positive about it. And so I'm making these things mean every, like, this is a good sign. This is a good sign. This is a good sign. She wakes up the next day and she's really fearful about the thing. And she sees all the evidence of the negative. It's just amazing. But the evidence of the positive is there, but we just don't see it. We see what we're looking for. Absolutely. And, and when we're looking for evidence of destruction. Yeah. Right there. We're going to find it. Yeah. It's always so fascinating too, because when she is speaking about something and we're in the same situation, I can, and I'm positive and she's negative <laughs> in the, in this situation, mm-hmm. she sees the negative. I totally see the positive. Mm-hmm. And the conversation is so interesting because we're in the same area. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why you can talk to two different people experiencing the same thing and get two different explanations of what's going on. Yes. Yeah. One is the end of the world. One, this is the best thing that's ever happened to me. Yeah. I'm being dramatic, but. So tell me when you. What do you think is the key for you to get into the vortex, to get in out of, out of fear into faith? What is the key for you? Do you think it's listening to Abraham? Do you think it's meditation? Do you think it's, what do you think is the most, the thing that takes you into the vortex the fastest? It's walking around and being grateful. Mm, I love it. It. And it's funny because we've had this, these conversations about me in my little apartment being pregnant with Logan and having nothing. And I don't want to continue to tell the story over and over again, but I remember that feeling. And I, I was thinking about that kind of right before all of this turn of events, that that was the turning point in my life. Like I had hit rock bottom I did not really know what the fuck I was going to do. I just knew I was going to have this baby and it was going to be fine. And somewhere in me came this just walking around and looking at my empty apartment and finding things to, to be so grateful for that I could. And I'll never forget that feeling as long as I live, how I felt walking around, rubbing my belly, being excited. Mm-hmm. There wasn't anything to be excited about, Sandra. I mean, <laughs> not yeah, really. Fork in one spoon and one, no. one plate. <laughs> Bed on the, the floor. I don't even think I had a couch at that point. Right. But, or a car. But when I was looking at how my life completely shifted when I started just being thankful. Cause I, I had a feeling about myself that I wasn't worth anything. And that, and so all of these things that were nothing, I felt like, 
oh, I'm so blessed. I'm so blessed. Right. And was immensely grateful for. And the more gratitude I felt, the more things showed up. Mm. And and I watched how it just everything. I mean, to have this baby and to be able to give him the life that not that he had this amazing cush life, like, it, yeah. but he had parents that loved him. He had grandparents that loved him. He, mm-hmm. he had a family and it, it was just amazing to me to see how that all came about. And then we have Lily and yeah. we just had this little unit, this family unit that, that I always wanted mm-hmm. and it's evolved. You know, now we've got these grandbabies and I've, you know, got the most amazing daughter-in-law on the planet and they're thriving and we're figuring things out. But the gratitude piece, because when I started thinking about that and it was during meditation Mm -hmm. um, that that came up and I'm like, that, that day changed your life, but you didn't let it fully you didn't know the impact of it for years and years and years. Like until now, you don't really realize what that moment meant for you. And so that it's gratitude wherever you're at. I love it. Mm-hmm. I think for me, it is connecting into angels, mm. connecting to spirit, being able to Um, I think that that's been a life changer for me this year, like that, just having that gift of being able to speak to spirit. I don't feel fear like I used to, um, because it isn't just surrendering. It's also asking for help, asking for guidance. Um, they're there. Yeah. Willing. It feels so peaceful. Um, and it it feels like connection. Yeah. It feels like a connection to something greater yeah. and uh, the knowing that everything will be fine because I hear that message all the time. Mm-hmm. And so I think for me, I think we, we are all different, right? We all have that different way of getting us to yeah. the space where we surrender though. The other thing I think that I would say is allowing myself to feel the feelings without telling the story that has been my go-to for the last, I don't know how many, how many years, probably two, three, four years, because I, and I don't, I quickly move through the feelings. So I get how Abraham says like, you know, switch your thought and feel the, like she, um, Abraham almost, um, switches way quickly without processing but I feel for me is not making myself wrong not demonizing me for myself for the feelings that I'm having but never telling a story that feeds it but like when that's what Abraham's message is they don't say it like that but when you said that one day on the show yeah and it kind of got filed into my brain somewhere Right. And something came up and I, and I felt like shit and I don't even remember what it was. Cause it wasn't important, yeah. 
but you popped into my head and said, feel it as long as you want, you can feel it, but you can't tell a story about it. Yeah. And I didn't feel it for too long. Cause it was like, well, without the story, there's no meat. Right. There's no <laughs> dopamine hit. There's nothing. It's just no. really fucking boring. Yeah, it's, really it's so boring. fucking boring. You feel angry when you can't talk to yourself yeah. about why you're angry. Like, just like, go sit and justify. I'm mad and here's why. I'm gonna ruin my whole day and waste it. Being pissed off about something that doesn't matter. But yeah. no, you and so that when you shared that with me, and that's what I love is that all this stuff is so interchangeable. Pick out what fits for you and what feels right for you. Do yeah. that. There's not exactly. one magic way to get into the vortex or into whatever it is you want to call it. It's feeling our way. Yeah, I love it. And, and we're with that, we're out of time. <laughs> Poof, perfect Wow, timing. that was so fast. <laughs> Oh, thank you so much, Sandra. This was good. Just what I needed. Um, go have a kick-ass weekend. You too. And I will see you next Thursday. Okay. Thank you Bye. guys for joining us. We'll see you next Thursday on the Happy Half Hour. Bye. <laughs>